What's happening? What's happening? How you feeling, man? How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm good. Man, I'm good. Another one. Yes, indeed, man. Listen, man, if you in the chat right now, definitely shout out. Let us know where you're coming in from. <clears throat> Let us know where you're coming in from. We got a lot to cover today. We got my guy Brandon in the building. Shout out to my guy Brandon in the building. Can you hear my sound effects, though? What you talking about? What you talking about with sound effects? Can't even hear. It's all good. I ain't hear nothing, man. We got H Town in the building, Baton Rouge in the building. Tell what's going on. What's up? What's up? We got Houston in the building, man. I love Houston. Yeah, man. When you moving? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ain't moving, man. You hey, moving. man. We are gonna see, man. Might might get a second crib for that. We gonna see. Yeah, man. We gonna see, man. Baltimore in the building. Yes, indeed. ATL, Georgia, North Carolina. North Carolina. That's a beautiful state, too, bro. I like North Carolina. Milwaukee. Milwaukee in the building. 504. Yeah, New Orleans. You like New Orleans. You talking about New Orleans earlier. That New Orleans food different, boy. Let me tell you. You know, they, they, you know, Funny man, I be hearing that people real say food, ain't real. they say it ain't real, but man, let me tell you something. New Orleans, it's real to you because you don't you don't have that real food in Texas, so it feels <laughs> authentic. To you. That it's trash, yeah, that bro. Food is different, boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> boy. That cheese, that that uh, that hey, crawfish you, cheese you, bread. You ask, ask Brandon. Brandon live in New Orleans. Ask him who food better, New Orleans or Lafayette. Yeah, Brandon, let us know in the chat. Put in Which the chat, one, Brandon? Brandon? Put it in the chat. Who food better? New Orleans or Lafayette? Or Lafayette. Let us know. Let us I want to hear from uh, Chantel, too. Chantel from Louisiana. She know. Come on, bro. Yes, indeed. Come on. We got, we got a lot to talk to about today. Um, you know, in terms of consumer debt, consumer debt is at an all-time high, right? It's on the uh, rise. Lafayette. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> New Orleans. We got we got rising consumer debt, y'all, and it's a serious matter. So we got to talk about it when we say it's a rise in consumer debt. What does that actually mean for the people that don't know? Yeah, for the people who don't know, like right now, our debt levels have risen to seventeen point two nine trillion dollars in Q three two thousand and twenty three. And the reason why this is so important, bro, so when you break down the numbers, right, a lot of that, here's the thing, most of it, I would say, is in mortgages, right? So most of that debt centers in mortgage debt, right? And when you look at household debt, so you're looking at- That's not really a bad thing. It's not a a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But let me tell you why it's a scary thing. Because remember last week, we were talking, no, last week before we were talking about these foreclosures that's on the rise. So we got 12.8. 14 uh, uh trillion dollars 12.14 trillion dollars in mortgage debt right now okay um and we also know the delinquencies are on the rise so it doesn't take a lot for those kind of numbers to create massive havoc in the economy and so when we're looking at mortgage debt which that's not that much of a problem, but let's look at this credit card debt. We in $1 trillion in credit card debt. Oh, $1.5 trillion in debt in automobile debt. And you got to understand people are doing 
uh, uh, self, like self repose right now. So self repo that means for the people that don't understand, they bring that shit back to the dealership and say, I Absolutely. don't want it <laughs> Look, I can't do it. I, I'm washing my hands. I can't do it. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey bro, we live in a different type of time, bro. Because most people would be like, I know I can't pay for it. Let me go hide this in my garage in my aunt house. Yeah. <laughs> we passed some time, bro. Yeah, we yeah. at the point like, man, take the keys back, bro. Here take the keys back, bro. Right? And so so we're looking at this data, right? And a lot of people, you know, it's funny, man, because when you're looking at the, the I don't know if like the, the pundits and all of the people in the news, they don't look at these numbers, uh, and if they do looking at these numbers, I don't know if they're analyzing the numbers for what it means to like regular folk or even investors. I don't know if they're analyzing it from that lens. So when you see when you see the numbers for the reality as to where they are right now, and we put some of the uh, links in the chat if you want to go and look at these some of these stats. Um, what does that speak to you? Consumer debt out of control, right? Uh, uh, you know, we got mortgage delinquencies on the rise, credit delinquencies on the rise, and we have a uh, uh, a gross uh, a GDP of thirty three trillion dollars in national debt, yeah. right? Um, it's a problem. It's a problem. What 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 do you what do you what 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 does that speak to you from an investor or somebody who's looking to win in this market? What does that speak to you, O? Well, I got to speak on two sides. So first, by hearing these numbers, us as people, we need to take accountability and know where are we in this situation. So just because we, we're hearing this and we investors and we're educating ourselves, that doesn't mean we're not part of this situation. Fact. We're part of this situation. You got to figure out what is your household like? Are you in the automobile that you can't afford? Do you have a house that you can't afford? Do you have credit card debt that's outrageous? So first thing first, we need to figure out where are we in this situation. Next, we need to print it out. We need to have a family meeting. We need to discuss this with the people in our household to figure out how can we not stay a part of the statistics? How can we get out of the statistics? How can we make more money? How can we learn new skills? Because it's not a good place to be. You know what I'm saying, Brian? But yeah. people don't know they're there because most people don't even know what kind of debt they have. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just keep sliding the credit card. We keep buying cars. We keep trading cars in. When you trade cars in, people don't know that all that debt just keep piling up, keep piling up, keep piling up. Just because you're trading the car don't mean the, the debt wipe away. Now you got the car may be 30000 but your loan may be 38000 So you're buying cars upside down. So we need to have more financial knowledge when we're purchasing properties, purchasing uh, cars and even sliding a credit card. So that's when, you know, when it comes, when we talking about this, that's what comes to my mind. We need to take accountability and figure out how can we take ourselves out of these situations that we're currently in. On the flip side, oh, go ahead, B. Nah, jump in, jump in. On the flip side, as an investor, it's telling me that it's time for me first to educate these people and let them know, hey, if you can't afford your house, it's okay. I don't want you to go to foreclosure. Let me help you get out of the situation so I can win and you can win. Facts. So all we got to do is, look, I'm a, you got to communicate with them, sign these documents. We're on the same team. At the end of the day, I want you to make money off the property instead of lose the property. 
and I also will help you find a house that you can truly afford. You may not be in a position to buy a house right now, but maybe it's better for you to rent. So for me, as an investor, I'm going to educate the people that I'm trying to help, and I'm going to help them go to another situation that they could afford to hopefully help get them off of being a statistic as well. That's what it means to me as a consumer and as an investor. Because as an investor, we always need to educate the people who we're doing business with so they don't feel like they're being taken advantage of. And most investors don't do that. And that's, that's why most investors lose. We're actually working on a deal right now. Me and somebody that's in the mentorship group, we're partnering up and we're actually helping a lady. No money up front. We're buying it creatively and we're giving her a percentage of the profit after we sell. So she just bought this house three years ago. 3.5% interest rate. Like the house, you know, it needs some work, but it's not terrible. And she's just like, I don't want the house. I just want to figure out how could I get out of this house and go into a different situation. So that's that's what we got going on right now, Brian. What's I love it. About that? Uh, man, I think that's a beautiful thing. You mentioned a couple of things, man, about number one, that transparency piece. Um, I think a lot of times when investors, especially newer investors, they think that they're hiding something from the seller. These sellers yeah. know everything that's going on. They're not dumb. Like, so <laughs> you're not that much smarter than the average homeowner. They understand math just like you understand math. And so a lot of times we be thinking we got to be all secretive and do all these special tricks to get a deal done. And we don't. A lot of times just keeping it real. We'll I get try you- to try to talking crazy words they don't understand. Yeah, yeah. doing all that old fancy yeah. stuff. That, that ain't the play, you know. Yeah. But I, I want to speak. I want to go back to this uh, to this market. I want to go back to this market because here's the deal. You know, when, you know, we had all of the money flooding the market, right? In 2021, 2022, I would would venture to say, right, that you didn't have to be the most financially literate to make money in the market, okay? You didn't have to be as financially literate. But in today's market, the reason why everything that O'Neill was talking about earlier in terms of us taking that personal accountability is going to be so important about our finances is because we're in a market where not only do you have to be a savvy investor, right? But you're also going to have to be a financially literate investor. And what does that look like? So number one, you're going, you know, it's funny. Oh, when I started, when I started, I was heavy on like a lot of the principles that Dave Ramsey was talking about. And a lot of people will laugh at you. You know, they would have laughed at you two, three years ago about some of the principles that Dave Ramsey teaches when it comes down to saving, not being as aggressive as you was on credit cards, not, you know, overly spending right on, on, on things that you can't afford. A lot of people would have laughed at that. Why? Because so much money was flooded in the market. So much money was flooded in the market. And we're going to talk about, we're going to go back to them statistics and why that matters so much today specifically, right? Why that matters so much. So, so much money in the market that you could make a mistake and then you could still sell that property at a profit or you can make a mistake, right? And it was still some more government money, some handouts that may come to you that may bail you out of your situation, right? Credit was abundant. You know, I mean, I remember when we was getting, you know, we was talking about people getting $100,000 in lines of credit here, uh, $25,000 on this card, you know, $30,000 on the next card. All of these things were going on. That's not going to be happening as much moving forward. We have to prepare for that. 
we have to prepare for that. So again, it goes back to what does financially literate look like in today's market? Number one, you're going to have to start saving money again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to have to start putting a budget together again and really mm. a personal budget, a personal budget. And let me tell you why it's so important to have these like things the in place. That. They don't like to sign them no budget, man. Nah, nobody like that. But but here's the thing. If you are in this statistic and you are on the other side of this thing financially, what's going to happen is not only are you not going to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are going to be presented in this market, but you also going to be fooled. Mm. You're going to be fooled to somebody because you're not going to not, not only are you not going to be able to compete, Right. But you're also going to get bled dry because somebody that's getting a more financially stronger position is going to take advantage of your wealth position. And they're going to be prepared. They're going to be not. prepared. And what I'm saying is the reason why we this ain't a gloom and doom. It's a reality conversation. You have to start getting very fiscally responsible right now. So right now we got Christmas coming up. Right. We just had the holidays come up. Right. So we have to be thinking in our mind, everybody may not be able to get no Christmas gift this year, oh. Mm, hold on, we gotta speak on that, bro. Everybody so, may not be able to, if you listen, everybody may not be able to get a Christmas gift this year, and you got to be all right with that. Do you think majority of the people are ready to tell their kids that, ready to tell their significant other that, ready to tell their family that, hey. You know, I know y'all got six, seven gifts on the Christmas list. I can only get one. And the one that y'all want is not going to be the PS5. It may be the, the new pairs of shoes to go to school. And it may be something else that you need. So at this point, for Christmas, we should be getting stuff that our kid needs and not wants. Most people ain't doing that. Facts. Most people are not doing that. You know what's scary? You asked me, oh, why is the why is the 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 amount of money that we owe in mortgages so important? Yeah, the reason that why that's so important to me, oh, is because I believe, right, based on these interest rates, these are not my numbers, these are not my facts, right? These are these are what what if you pull this up right now, you're gonna see it. I don't think the the market has fully adjusted to the interest rates just yet. What they're doing is they're, they're doing a lot of false manipulation all over again. So what's happening is they're doing the rate buy downs, right? Mm. They're doing the rate buy downs, which again is falsely inflating the, the, the value of properties, right? In order to get interest rates lower. So it's a math equation that they do. So what they do is they increase the amount of what the property is worth. Then they give that at, to you as a credit to buy down your interest rate. That's how that math works. But let me tell you the problem with that. Fake what, equity. Yeah, it's giving fake equity. I think that based on where we are in the market, a lot of people got fake equity in their cribs right now. Oh, Because we're trying to figure out how to win with these high interest rates. So. Let me repeat what he said again. People are raising the purchase price to take $10,000, $15,000 out of their purchase price to lower the interest rate. So if your interest rate is $5,000, the lender may say, look, for every $4,000, you can, you can drop it a half a point. So if they say, look, give us $12,000, they'll drop down your interest rate two whole points. So you may go from 7% to 5%. And that's why he's saying we have false equity because things like that. 
You may have bought your house for five fifty, but it only appraised for four four forty, four fifty. That's a problem. And, and they're doing it all day. All but, day. And, and and here's the thing though. Not only are we you know, we are in a situation where we potentially overpaying for properties. We just came out of a housing bubble where we were already overpaying for properties. We've been overpaying the last three years, bro. We've been overpaying. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and now, and people look, now they're playing with the, with the numbers, and we got people they overpaying the key. They smile with the key, all happy, feeling like they won. Well, you love. <laughs> you gotta keep it real, man. You love. You see what I'm saying? And so, so this is this is you know I'm looking at the market, bro, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm not. This is not my emotion. This is not my opinion. I hope everybody understands that these are not opinions. You can look this stuff up yourself. Go look at it yourself. I'm looking at the market. I'm looking at the numbers, bro. And everything is telling me, bro, it's a lot of potentially false equity in the market. Yeah. If foreclosures continue to go up, there will be no real relief. How can they you, how up. can you help? They will go up. People, people just, man, I don't know if you remember, but last year around this time, but nobody had jobs, bro. <laughs> Everybody was an entrepreneur. You notice that? I noticed now everybody going back to work. Facts. Like people, uh, everybody got to pay their mortgage, mortgages now. Mortgage forbearance is gone. Like people, people struggling for money right now, bro. That's what, that's what it looked like to me. People are not making no money right now. The government not printing no money. The government ain't giving you no money. So it's time to hustle. And that's why I think a lot of the foreclosures are coming. Because we've got to realize they wouldn't even do foreclosures the last two years. You know what I'm saying? They was, they and then, and then people were just signing forbearances. They don't know what they were signing. They they don't know if they're signing. Hey, after the, after after 18 months, we need a lump sum. After 18 months, what you owe go on the back of the loan? They don't know what they were signing. They was like, we ain't got to pay shit. Let me get that. Let me get that. Come on, bro. I I believe Brand COVID was set up for a failure. Yes, indeed, it was. Facts. And so so now we're in a situation, right? Where the only thing that we could do right now, again, right? Two years ago, you didn't have to be a talented entrepreneur to survive. No. Right? This year, you're going to have to be a talented entrepreneur. And again, the fundamentals are going to be paramount when it comes to us assessing deals, right? They're going to have to, you're going to have to do the numbers right, right? Uh, right. When it comes down to your personal budget, right, your personal credit, you're going to have to work towards that. Right. So I know me right now, you know, I'm I'm preparing myself. I'm getting bank ready. So a lot. Matter of fact, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm getting bank ready. So right now, my credit is somewhere around 800. OK, in all transparency. Right. So I'm close to about an 800. What did I do to position myself to do that? I paid down all of my debts. Right. And the only reason why my credit is at an 800, which I'm not necessarily proud of that because it doesn't even matter to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure my credit is going to go down. Um, once you start making plays. Yeah, once I start making plays. So I'm not excited about this. Though, I'm not bragging about an 800. That, that's a play, right? So so in my opinion, the only reason why you even need an 800 is for a play. It's to make a play. Yeah, to make a play. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not just running around collecting 800s because if you got an 800, you ain't using all that, that joint all the way effectively in my opinion that's just my opinion right so 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 the play is 
we're going to get that 800, right, to leverage that to be able to get more credit right now. We're going to be going to different banks, right? We're going to be setting up our businesses correctly so we can properly compete when everybody else is financially irresponsible. And that's including your favorite entrepreneurs. That's including some of your favorite gurus. I don't think they heard me. Oh, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. You're going to be in position, right? If you're, if you're setting yourself up to get bank ready, you're setting yourself up to, 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 to compete in terms of a cash and credit position. Okay. You're making sure that you're not in exploding your own personal expenses you're going to be extremely competitive in this market on top of having the knowledge on how to uh, uh, invest properly. What's your thoughts on that, O? I love it, man. We're on the same page. Actually, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife. We have damn near family meeting like probably maybe two weeks ago. Same thing. I was like, bro, we got to save more money. We got to be intentional about saving more money. I heard you mention earlier. We got to have a budget. The kids making a Christmas list. Hey, we ain't getting all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Each kid may get two things. That's it. It's time to stack up money right now because the market is changing, bro. And then another thing, I told her, look, we need to set up more foreign LLCs in different states so we can get business credit in those states. Because again, I'm in Louisiana. We don't have a, a key bank. We don't have a PNC bank. We don't have a Truist bank. So for us to take advantage of that, we have to have foreign LLCs in those states to take advantage of those situations. So that's what we're doing right now. We're getting bank ready and we're saving as much money as possible. Wow. I love what you're saying. We're on the same page. And then, uh, you know, at the same time, next year, we're on the same thing, bro. Got to build a rent. I know we were talking about it earlier on the, on the morning show. I'm taking advantage of the market. I'm going to share with you guys uh, a part of the reason why I'm so excited about this next play. And you could use, you don't have to use this specific play, right, um, to do it. But I'm just telling you what I've learned from my CPA. Right. From my CPA um, as to how you can set yourself up. Right. So the re one of the reasons why I'm getting into um, general contracting, number one, if there's a need. OK, so let's just let's just put that out there. Right. We have a housing shortage nationally. OK, so everybody pay attention to this. I need you to really, really pay attention to this because I'm finna really go somewhere with this. We have a national housing shortage. OK. Now, now the reason why having that construction company, the reason why I'm doing it is, is because, listen, we got one project right now. It's a four point million. It's a four point eight million dollar project that we're bidding right now. OK, now, again, I'm not a super contractor, right? I'm not a super contractor. I don't I don't you know, that's not what I do. I, I, I'm, a, I'm more of a developer and investor. Right. But I'm starting a con construction company because I just mentioned a key word. And that's $4.8 million that I'm going to be able to run through my account. Pay attention real quick. Now, is all of that going to be profit? Not even close. Not <laughs> even close. But what are the banks like more than anything? Oh, transactions. They like There's transactions. There's going to be a whole lot of transactions. <laughs> they love transactions. transactions equals to lines of credit, business credit. And also a banking relationship. Oh, banking all, these, relationship. all these lots, all these transactions. Oh, I like this, bro. Oh, and then we got 4.8 million. That's one deal now, oh. That's yeah. one deal. But, but I'm happy you said it because 
let's just say, well, you, when you get this deal, that's going to set you up to get more deals just like that. Because now the people that you have in the future going to be like, have you done one like this before? Boom. <laughs> I got a receipt. Man, I didn't did this, man. I did this last year. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And now that set, you up, that set you up for more money in the future. So uh, I'm excited for you. Happy, happy. I know you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set you up in multiple ways. You're going to get more jobs. You'll get more lines of credit. You're going to get business credit. And you're going to build stronger relationships with banks. And, and see, you might you might turn into getting them signature loans. That's like, the like, thing. You know what so, I'm saying? Signature so loans, you go in the bank, sign it one day, you out. That's the play. And so here's the thing, though. Oh, here's the here's the beautiful, beautiful part. So I talked to my CPA. And what she told me was, not only are we going to set it up this way, but we're also going to set up a nonprofit. A non what's, what's the benefits of that? I have a nonprofit because, myself. So, so with the nonprofit, what we're going to be able to do is we're going to be able to get debt for like the lowest of the low. Like she said, she was helping people get debt, even in this market, right? At either prime or 2%, 2 to 3%. Okay. This is a real so thing. We got, we got, before, you, before you go too far, we got to talk about why... We're leveraging non. Well, why are you le leveraging nonprofit, and why are you getting money through a nonprofit? Because you got to realize that is seven percent right now. He just said he can get that two percent. I just wanted to jump in and say that. My bad. Absolutely. And so because you were able to Cheap run money. plays, Cheap absolutely. Money. Cheap money. Now, 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 on top of the cheaper money, right? And we getting signature lines, bigger lines of credit. What does that open a real estate investor up to do that knows how to run plays, has a construction company? Wouldn't what 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 would stop me, oh, from just going ahead and just buying a big piece of land, right, on credit to do a uh, new construction, build to sell, build to rent? What's to stop me from doing that? Nothing. And the crazy thing is you can build in a nonprofit, sell it in a nonprofit. And just you cut yourself a salary and you just keep on turning. Now you can also lend money to your other business through your nonprofit. They become your private lender. Now you making money in the, and you keep feeding the nonprofit. So now the nonprofit is your bank for your business. My God. So for wow. me, I have a nonprofit as well. I get I partner with the government, the local government. I get free properties through my nonprofit. I'm talking about land. Houses, all that. Right now, I got seven houses on the count. Well, seven real estate properties. I got uh, lots and houses straight from the government because I have a nonprofit. Amazing. And so, <laughs> listen, again, the reason why this is so important, right, is because what we're saying is it's not just the know-how, right, but you got to be a talented entrepreneur to survive this, right? But here's the thing, though. If you got the talent and you have the discipline, not only are you going to survive this, you're going to thrive while others sink. Mm. Listen to me. This is real talk, man. Look, look, look I'm not, listen, we're not trying to paint no pretty pictures because we're not in a pretty market right now. But I'm no, telling you the real. truth. If you, if you setting yourself up correctly, now, now here's the thing. You know, when, what, what kind of, okay, tell me this, oh. Tell me this, you know, and the reason why I want, want to ask you this question, right, is because I don't want nobody to think that I'm just just saying some shit. But let's say, oh, for instance, oh. I got 10 million running through my account for a year in, a, in an annual. 
from a construction business, I may only be profiting, let's say on the low end, I'm profiting five to, to 8% of that. Five to 8% of that. The profit don't even matter, the transactions matter. What kind of line of credit do you think I'd be able to get access to with that kind of money running through my, my account on a yearly, even if I ain't profiting that much? 10 times at a limit. So let's just say 5 million go through your account, but you can get probably 50, 50 million dollar line of credit because they look at the transactions. But you'll never know that if you don't have the knowledge. You never know that. You're just looking at, I'm doing this construction job, only profit 5%. I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my time. But you're not thinking about the bigger picture because you lack knowledge. I didn't say that. He said that. I'm I didn't saying. say that. He said that. You get what I'm, I'm saying? Because they got they got people that give you lines of credit straight off of transactions. They give you loans straight off of transactions. Bro, it's a lot of the banks do. So this is what I found out. Yeah. I went to I went to a banking meeting uh, that the that the Houston five, Land Bank. Yeah, the Houston Land Bank put it together and they put me on game. I'm talking about the big banks too. I ain't talking about just the small joints. I'm talking about the Wells Fargo's. I'm talking about the Chases. They was there too, right? Competing for business. And these are the the small business sides of the branches, right? And this is what was crazy. It blew my mind. It completely blew my mind. They basically said the same thing that O'Neill was just talking about, right? So what, what, what they said to me, to my face, Listen to me now. This is not no he say, she say. These are programs. I wish I had the document. I could probably pull it up right now. But they said it to my face that they are giving you the lines of credit and the signature loans based off transactions. Mm. When they told me that, I was like, damn, wait a minute. So you mean they don't, me, it don't even matter how much I'm profiting? They don't ask for the PL. Let me see them transactions. <laughs> They want to see the transactions because the transactions is what dictates your ability to pay it back to them because they look at it. Your business is continuously making money. Right. And so if you're profiting less as a result of you, you know, getting access to funding, it doesn't matter to them as long as you have the ability to pay them back. Yep. And guess what? Guess if you do profit 20%, 30%, you can also get loans and a lot of credit. From your PNL, from your taxes. So you got to leverage both. Let's just say, like buying somebody, if you're not highly profitable, you need to figure out how can you get lines of credit off a transaction. If you are highly profitable, you need to get loans, lines of credit off of transactions and off of PNL. You got to take advantage of what's going on, man, before it's too late. It's easy to get money when you got the knowledge. It's just, it's hard to get the knowledge because y'all just want, y'all want it like that. Learn the game, man. Banking is here to help you, but you're hurting yourself because you don't educate yourself. And you think, and white people don't want to give me no money. <laughs> nah, they want to give you no money. You just don't want to do the work. <laughs> Bro, I'm just keeping it real. How, how DQ did say that? I'm just here to report the news. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. So I want to know, I want to know, number one, has anybody in the chat been focusing on, has anybody read the show notes, right? from the bank ready uh, segment that we did like a couple months back. If you read the show notes from the bank ready um, um, uh, segment that we did a couple months back, put a number one in the chat. I just want to know if anybody is paying attention to 
uh, those show notes and really, really taking the time to really go back and learn, making sure you learning that bank ready stuff, because it's, it's so important in this particular conversation. Now that I'm thinking about it, Byron, I may have to bring that back on the morning show. Maybe bring it back here because you can never get enough knowledge on that. Absolutely. And the more we talk about it, it's going to familiarize our people with the terms, the banks, and things like that. So we have to talk off, off, off air, bring it back, maybe on Trending Tuesdays and on the morning show. Absolutely. I think it's important because we only got one, 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 one in the chat right now. Oh, we only got one. <laughs> Yo, yo, if you miss that, yo, if you miss that, listen, you sleep. That was ready to go though. Chantel 700 plus. She ready to go. Ooh. So so here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Oh, with that that bank ready piece, right? And the reason why I'm I'm so excited about us, you know, moving in that direction is because again, it goes back to the fundamentals of this of this business, right? of business in general. It don't matter what business you're in. We're in real estate, but it don't really matter. It don't really matter what business you're in if you're not properly setting yourself up, you know, to win, right? Then then you still can fall victim. So here's another business, right, that, I, that I've heard about. Daycares, right? Daycares is another business that brings in what? Money. But you got to realize, you got to do business properly and deposit all your money. Even though they pay you cash, let's be smart and think long-term. Deposit the money, man. Pay your taxes, bro. Stop trying to do... <laughs> I ain't even going to say it. Stop trying to do slick business. Yeah. Do clean business because when you do clean business, you get more money on the back end. Stop trying to save on... Bro, stop trying to get 10000 on your tax return. Pay ten thousand so you can get a hundred thousand in credit. You can't, bro. If, if, the, if the tax return don't make sense, don't think you gonna get no money. That's a fact. You don't. You don't want to pay more money to amend your taxes. Then you gotta pay the government back money. Come on, man. Just do yourself right the first time. So you can set yourself up for success. We got a question. How many years of transactions do you need to show? Twelve to twenty-four months. Twelve to twenty-four months. But the beauty, the beauty of it is, oh, and, and I don't know if anybody that's, you know, here going to really, really take heed to what I'm saying. Um, here's the thing. The newer, I believe, right, the newer entrepreneurs are even at a, at a greater advantage of the bank ready stuff than even some of the older, older entrepreneurs. Why you where, well, because they can learn it the right way today, and then they ain't, they ain't never even gotta they ain't gotta pick up no bad habits. Mm, and it's and not like you doing nothing special. You're not doing nothing really special to be all of the stuff that we talking about. Don't take an extraordinary effort. It, you just have to do it the Slow way down it looks right. right the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And so. Us getting up here, I'm telling you from mistakes I've made. I'm gonna keep it real. Like I've I've done it wrong, right? I've done it wrong because I've never even looked at traditional banks, lines of credit, uh, signature loans, and all of those. You I never so you weren't thinking that far initially. You were just trying to get shit done right now, right now. And I didn't even think that that kind of stuff was even privy to me. I thought that was stuff that was only reserved for your apples, your uh. 
I don't know, your Googles and bigger companies. People I thought, making over hundred million a year, baby. Yeah, I thought I didn't think those kind of products were even available to to the regular entrepreneur, right? And what I'm realizing is that that is that is that is absolutely false. That mindset, and and now I'm seeing that that's where the not only the 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 better terms are, but also the cheaper money is. And again, yeah. we're moving into an area in the market right now where credit is going to get tight. Finances are going to get tight. People are going to be hurting and they're going to need rescue and they're going to need rescue from people that, that, that are knowledgeable and not just knowledgeable, but in position to help them financially in position to help them. Right. So we need to be setting up everything right now and not later. Can you break down, oh, what that looks like for somebody, just the bare basics, if they trying to get bank ready today after the getting on this call, what are some of the things you feel like they should put in place immediately um, to, to start getting on that path? Uh, first things first, I'll say go on annualcreditreport.com. You got to see what's on your credit. Uh, they do one free a year. I know for COVID, they're doing one free every seven days. So go on annualcreditreport.com. You got to execute on your credit. You got anything negative. I'm talking about addresses, late payments, um, inquiries, anything that's negative. You need to remove it off your credit immediately. Move that off your credit. Then you got to actually see what's your credit score. Uh, are you struggling? Do you have a 600, 800? If you have a 800, is it a solid 800? You have to look at your actual credit profile. Don't look at the number. Look at the credit profile. Do you have mixed credit? Do you have loans? Do you have um, uh, lines of credit? Do you have credit cards? You got to have a strong profile. Most banks and lending institutions will give you money based off the profile. You got to have um, a loan, signature loan, um, um, mixed credit. You need to have credit cards. You have auto loan, maybe. So you need to have a mixture of credit. Don't just have authorized users, authorized users, authorized users, and you have 800. That's a poor credit profile. Nobody will give you the money. So make sure your credit profile is straight. If you need help, reach out to people that can help you. You may have to pay to get ahead. You're trying to win in life, sometimes you got to pay. Um, so pay for education. If you got all that set up, then you focus on having strong accounts. So let's just say you have a good credit score. I mean, uh, 650 or something like that, and you don't have strong accounts, you may have to pay for a trade line. So now you have a strong account. Once you have a strong account, now you can actually go get money from these banks and they're going to give you the money. Just have you, everything set up correctly the first time and go get the money. If you go get money, the first place you want to go is Chase. Reason being because Chase cares about inquiries. Chase is selfish. They want you to go to them first. So make sure you go to Chase first. You get business lines of credit. You get lines of credit. Um, after Chase, you want to make sure you go to uh, another bank like Wells Fargo, Key Bank. Uh, you don't want to use Capital One. Nobody, I would advise nobody use Capital One because Capital One reports to your personal credit. want to make sure we keep everything in the business name because when we're leveraging our business stuff, we don't want it to be attached to our personal because business cards, you can max it out. It's not going to hurt your personal credit. If you max out a personal card, it's going to hurt your credit. We want to make sure our credit is high as possible so we can keep on making money, keep on making plays. But before you do all that, you need to start educating yourself. Like once I use this credit card money, how will I pay it back? You never want to get into a business leveraging credit and you don't have no knowledge how you're going to pay it back. Because at the end of the day, we still owe this money, right? 
And then most of these cards are interest-free too. So let's just say you got a hundred thousand dollar credit card, you max it out, you only gotta pay maybe a thousand to two thousand dollars a month on a hundred thousand dollars. I think it's like one percent of whatever you borrow. So you gotta have the education before you get the card. Don't just get interest-free cards and you have no plays, no knowledge. Not because you're wasting that interest-free period. So we wanna hurry up and get these interest-free cards, educate ourselves, and make sure we can pay it back. Do not think it's free money. It's not free money. Because if you don't make these payments, it will get on your personal credit, and now you got to start all over again. That's what I got to say about that, Byron. Yes, indeed. And then, another thing, I'm going to get on some more shit. So, y'all getting a lot of game right now. So, a lot of people see that people get $100,000, $200,000 in business credit. How are they doing that? You can set up multiple LLCs and apply for the same cards in each LLC. Because these go by the EIN number. A EIN number is just like a social security card number. So if you got five LLCs, you can you can uh, apply for these same cards with every LLC. If you go through like Amex, Amex, you can get one, you can get one to six cards with one pull. So if you got four LLCs, you got six cards. Now you can get 24 cards straight from Amex. And you can do that with everything. You can do that with Capital One, not Capital One. You can do that with Chase, Wells Fargo, PNC. Uh, truest, all the different banks. So now you got a million dollars in business credit, straight by leveraging your credit. And now you can go make a play without asking people for money, without asking for private money, et cetera. Or you could be your own private money lender. Oof, that was a lot in a little bit of time. A lot of game, man. That was a lot of game, man. <laughs> and you do the same thing. When you go to these banks, you also, before they pull your credit, say, look, before you pull my credit, could I apply for two products? Could I apply for a business line of credit and a business card? Now you're getting two products with one credit pool. And another thing, y'all want to educate yourself of where y'all getting these cards from. Don't just start applying to everywhere. You got to have a sequence. If your sequence don't make sense, you can start getting denied. Before you apply, read on the website and see what credit bureau do y'all pull from and what does the credit score need to look like? If that doesn't match what you what you have, don't fucking waste your time and apply. It's telling you that we will deny you if you have a anything under six eighty. If you got a six twenty, don't waste your time and apply. So we gotta read and educate ourselves before we take action. If you do that, you gonna always win. That's why you see people win. That's why you see people lose. The people that lose do not take the time out to educate themselves and actually do the work. That's all you gotta do. Facts. If you take your time, do the work, and read, you will always win in life. You may lose some time, but you won't lose as bad as somebody else because you read before you applied. Whew. Same thing. Hey, listen. Hey, you was dropping some gems, man. Same uh, thing with these. Same things with these banks, and and even yeah. the hard money lenders. Even the hard money lenders. All that, bro. Listen, People gonna tell you what it is. They gonna tell you what it is. You have to ask the questions. Anytime yeah. you go on with these hard money lenders, you need to ask them. Listen, before they start pulling your credit, listen. What are the rates? What yeah. are all of the fees that y'all gonna charge me? What that hood gonna look like before we even get there? Facts. That's all you gotta do. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put a link in the chat. Y'all can go on that website to give you all the information you need. And then after y'all apply for those cards, y'all need to start reading on. Reward points, credit card points, et cetera. Because at the end of the day, we're spending this money anyway. We might as well spend on a card and get paid to use the money that we're going to use anyway. So we could travel for free, vacation is free. We can buy these Christmas gifts for free and do all those different things. Facts. Facts.
So real, real quick, real, real quick. So let, let's talk about the, um, let's talk about, so we talked about the credit plays, right? We talked about, you know, making sure that you, you pull your credit. Okay. We're making sure you pull your credit. What's going to be that next step in terms of positioning yourself to start build, you know, building those banking relationships and getting those taxes done the right way. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we got to stop doing bad business, bro. I don't care how long your auntie been doing taxes, bro. Your auntie only do taxes three months out of the year. She is not a professional. Facts. If you're a professional, let a professional do your taxes. Let somebody that does taxes 12 months out of the year play with your taxes. Do not Facts. let your auntie with the fat arms that cook a good gumbo to do your taxes. And say I can give you twelve to 15000 back. That's some bullshit. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You got to realize we're trying to do some business, man. Do your business right the first time so you can set yourself up for success later. So you need to go to meetup groups, whatever business you're in. If you're in trucking, go to trucking meetup groups. If you're in real estate, go to real estate groups. If you're a restaurant business, go to restaurant groups. And you want to ask the most successful people in the room, who do you use to do your taxes? Only use somebody from referrals. That's somebody that's successful and have receipts facts receipts are important all right for myself i told one of my students today he got a cpa that was telling some crazy shit i never heard before he's trying to get into real estate he told him set him up a llc a sober partnership i told him look i ain't never heard of that before but if that's what your cpa say i could go i can set up the llc for you but i know for myself i only use people that does the business that i'm doing my cpa does real estate every day just like myself if he Absolutely. does real estate, he's setting up himself. He's setting up himself a certain way. I want him to set up mine a certain way because we're in the same business and we do the same thing. So don't just because you're in business and your uncle been a CPA for two, three years, that doesn't mean he's the right CPA for you. you need to find CPAs and all the CPAs, attorneys, everybody's on your team that's in the business that you're in because they understand the business that you're in. They got the they understand the tax benefits of the business that you're in. A person that does regular taxes do not understand real estate taxes. That's two totally different things. They got so many tax codes that they have just strictly for real estate. Regular tax professionals do not know. So set yourself up for success in the beginning, so you be good in the end. That's a fact. You know, it's funny, man. Um, my CPA. Talk about your CPA experience. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you have the same thing? Yeah, she's a beast, boy. Let me tell you. She's what about a, the one before? Didn't you have somebody else? She was a beast too. Off? She was a beast too, but she was uh, uh, and she was a real estate investor. So, so here's the thing. This, this is the giveaway. My CPA was buying wholesale deals from us, bro. Damn. That's the that's the CPAs you want. Like my eyes, yeah, 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 yeah. They she, she, she owns property. So my CPA is retiring early. Listen to me now. Listen, to, I need y'all to pay attention to me. My old CPA, I got a new CPA. She a beast too. She even more of a beast, to be honest with you. Um, my 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 first CPO uh CPA CPA was from China. Right, she barely even spoke English that good. Right, you know they go the numbers. She was a beast, boy. So, so here was the thing though. So, she is retiring early off of real estate. <laughs> Y'all ain't listening to me, bro. Listen, she's retiring early off of real estate investing. This is my CPA. 
Again, it goes back to what O'Neill was just talking about. You got to pick people who are in the lane that 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 you in because they're going to know things that other CPAs may not have no clue about or have the time or energy to even invest in, right? No, Again, we have to be talented entrepreneurs in this new space. My new CPA, not only is she up on the real estate piece, but she is up on the city <laughs> money that the city is giving away, oh. So that's another reason why we setting our, our construction company up, right, to be able to uh, to be a, a nonprofit because it's a lot of money flowing to the city that they're going to be giving out, right, for special for special product pro- projects and, and, and set aside to be able to do affordable housing, all kind of initiatives that they looking to get done. And so they giving away grants to be able to do it. And she's up on all of that kind of stuff. Right. Mm. And so, so, so you, so not only is she a real estate investor and owns several businesses, brick and mortar businesses. See, I need everybody to pay attention to what's, what's being said. Cause I, I don't want y'all to uh, like, I, I don't think they're paying attention. Uh, you you understand what I'm saying? So my, yeah. my CPA is not just a CPA. She's an entrepreneur that makes real money. She drives a Maybach. See? That her nonprofit owns. That her nonprofit owns. You see? So, so, so what, what we're trying to get you to understand is now it's going to be the time to surround yourself around that level of talent, that level of talent um, uh, on, on, on every facet of your team. Every facet of your team. But I want to go back to these banking relationships, oh, and um, and people understanding the difference between the banking relationships that we need to set up for our bank ready projects. Once we get once we mature in business to be able to start running bigger plays at that level, but also how we set up our private money and our hard money relationships. Right to be able to start positioning ourselves to win in this market as well? Uh, so first things first, banking relationships. You need to actually have a relationship with these people. Not just have their email. Man, take them out to lunch. Not no cheap shit. Take them, where would you like to eat? Actually have a genuine conversation. Ask them about their kids, their wife, their family. Have a relationship with these people. Every bank that I go to, we have a personal relationship. Reason why you have one a personal relationship is because they're gonna help you where you can where you need help at. Most people don't even know their banker last name; they just know their email. Have a real relationship. Buy them Christmas cards. Bring them a Christmas card. If you and your family took a nice picture, send them a Christmas card. Buy them gift cards randomly. Buy the tellers gift cards randomly. When you walk in the bank, they should know your name. I walked in the bank like a month ago. Everybody knew my name when I walked in the bank. I'm talking about the person that the teller. The banker, the person that was actually getting service, I knew him. Like, you need to be that guy or that girl when you walk in that bank because you do a lot of business, you treat everybody fairly, and you show love. If you show love to everybody, people are gonna show you love. Like, for the people that's in my mentorship group, look, use this bank. They take care of them every time because I do good business. I bring them money. I'm bringing them money. I'm bringing them opportunities. If you do that, people are gonna show you love. Every time. And then you do that with multiple businesses. You do that with hard money lenders, private money lenders, et cetera. With private money lenders, let's just say the return is 20% over six months. 
gonna give you 25% because I appreciate you and I want you to come back. Most people don't do that. Most people think about themselves. How can you benefit me? How can you benefit me? How can I win? How can I win? If you form a, a relationship with anybody you do business with, everybody always wins and they appreciate that. But you gotta be open to communicate with them. You gotta be open to showing love. You gotta take the time out your busy day because Byron, everybody's so busy. Y'all, they busy. Everybody's so busy. <laughs> That's the most important thing is building relationships, genuine relationships with people. I can call any banker at any time who I ever did business with. They're going to pick up the phone. They're not going to hit me with that. I'm going to call you back later. They're going to pick up the phone and they're going to help me when I need help. It. And you got to realize. Asked, oh, go ahead. Jennifer just you asked, realize, many, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your talk. You got to realize when you build relationships with smaller banks, let's just say your credit dropped for something. And you got a 500, they don't even worry about it. We ain't pulling your credit. You can still get this loan. I know what type of person you are. I know what type of business you do. People make mistakes. You got something messed up in your credit. Don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna push you through. Hey, that's that ain't gonna happen if you ain't got a relationship, bro. I Hell promise no. it ain't gonna happen. That's a fact. That is but a uh, fact. how many different banks should we set up? As many as possible. Don't just be committed to one bank. Don't be committed to one bank. Have as many as possible. But as we learned in um our morning show. Your initial deposit, if you go make an account, you want your initial deposit to be big as possible. If it's 10,000, 10,000, if it's 100,000, 100,000, you don't want it to be the minimum. You don't want it to be 50,000, 100,000. I mean, $100 because they look at that. So if you can, open up one a month, one every two months, and you can use that same money in every business. I mean, every account. Because you want to stand out to the bank. If you can drop 50,000 initial deposit, you look different. It look like you have money. Well, you probably do if you got 50, 50 bucks. Like you have money, and then once you drop that, they're going to start offering you all type of stuff. We got credit cards, we got lines of credit, we got this, we got that. And that's what you want. If you have, let's just say, three different products at 10 different banks, that's a lot of different products. That's 30 different products you can use. Facts. And you set yourself up in a different tier in the bank, too. They got tiers. They might not tell you, but they got tiers. They got the people that they'll never do business with. They got people that they, they, they cool with doing business with, and they got the premier people that Whatever you want, you got it. You got it. <laughs> and yeah, you like Chase. Yeah. Chase got yeah. private bank, private banking or whatever. If you got like over 250 in your account or you drop 250 in your account, like if I open an account with Chase, they come to me. I don't go to them. Wherever I'm at, I'm signing documents, everything. Chase private client. That's what it is. Straight up. Uh, Alanda said, do, you, do we stay away from credit unions? Why would we do that? You want to break that why, down? Why would you stay away from credit unions? So another thing, you have to interview these, everybody. I'm talking about banks, CPAs, whoever you do business with. You're interviewing them. Just because they got a suit and a tie don't mean I'm going to go ahead and do business with them. If they have the things that I need and they fit the box what I'm in, I'm going to do business with them. Most credit unions will not fit what you're looking for. Just because... You've been banking with a, a business for 10 years, not mean that's the right bank for you. If they don't have the products that serve you, you don't have to bank with them. You can go bank with somebody else. Why would you bank with somebody anyway if they don't, they're not giving you what you need? I'm not doing that shit Facts. at all. I'm taking my money out of there. Byron, are you putting your money in the bank that don't benefit you? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. It don't make sense. Don't like a lot sense. of people, you know, a lot of people bank with Chase. You might not be on Chase level. So why are you banking with Chase? Chase already charged, what, $6 a month to have a basic account? Like, come on, bro. 
your credit ain't 700, you should not be a chick. We man. Listen, it real. So so we talking about we talking about your talent as an entrepreneur, right? And we're talking about it more so from the standpoint of you being financially talented, right? Okay, so so we got the knowledge level, okay? You got the knowledge piece. Now we got to have that other piece, which is the financial literate piece. Oh, honest opinion. Do you think in this new market that we're going into, what do you think is going to happen to the people who are not taking the time to also be knowledgeable about, you know, as you know, from an entrepreneur standpoint, but also financially literate in this time. What do you think is going to happen? They'll get sucked up because they're going to jump at so many opportunities because they look like opportunities, but they're not financially set up to take that opportunity. Mm. Like we said on the morning show, just because somebody want to own a financial deal, don't make it a deal. Mm. If you want to finance a bad deal, guess what? You got to float that deal because you can't sell that deal because nobody wants that shit. Mm. So now you're setting yourself up for bad financial decisions. So now you got a liability on your hand, not an asset. You thought it was an asset, but it's really not because you have no financial knowledge. Ooh. You have a little bit of real estate knowledge, but you don't have enough. And you bought it emotionally and not financially. Oh, what so, happens when you buy that property? And you are not financially sound enough to see it all the way. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, one thing I learned, right? You can have an asset become a liability Quick. if you if you're not financially literate enough to see the mm-hmm. opportunity through. Correct. And a lot of a lot of like, let's just say, let's take your uh what you got going on, for example. Did you think it's gonna take over a year to actually start building Hell out? No. <laughs> Hell you know no. Nah. So let's just say you bought that land with a loan. I'd be in trouble. Let's just, let's just say you only had ten thousand dollars to put towards that that thing, and your payments was twenty five hundred a month. You was only prepared for four months. Facts. You I'm out of there. Now my, my 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 asset just became a liability. Immediately. Immediately. You and here's the up. thing. And that could be a hundred thousand dollar opportunity, two hundred thousand dollar opportunity. Yeah, I can't even get to it because I'm not financially right enough to be able to monetize that opportunity properly. Correct. That's why we gotta set ourselves up. Worst case scenario. When you run your numbers, our worst case scenario because the worst case scenario will come. Fact. But if you set yourself up for it in the beginning, you're good. But most people don't do that because they buy stuff emotionally. As they see on, on Instagram, Facebook, they buying them deals, man. Look like it, it's making sense. Oh, it's all you got to do is that, that, that. And they get in the hole. That's why people lose in real estate. That's why people lose in business. Because most times they do it emotionally and not financially. You know, it's funny because a lot of people hit me up, you know, and they always, you know, ask why we try to buy deals creatively right? When I got the money to pay for them. And the thing about it is this, bro. Anytime I can go into a deal and not go into my pocket, that's, that's what I'm doing. I don't give a damn how much money I got. Right. My mindset. So here's the thing. So all of the land that I own for my, 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 uh, development projects is owned free and clear. I have one property that has debt on it, but that debt is not in my name. Got it creatively. Okay. One property, that's not, and that's it. Everything else is free and clear. 
no payments. And let me tell you, the latter properties that I got, all of those properties, I literally bought with my mouthpiece. Mm. Came out of pocket zero dollars. Right. Why is that important? Right? Well, because who who knew who knew that we was it was gonna take me damn near a year from the time that I put in my plans to the city, right? To 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 do to do the deal. Who who knew that that was gonna be a reality? We, we never you ain't think that. I ain't think that. You couldn't have paid me and told me that that was gonna be my reality, right? But again, it, and I'm glad now because we're moving into a season of where the money is getting funny. The banks is getting funny, right? And so imagine if I had been in a situation where I didn't have the know-how, the financial know-how to, to use my mouthpiece to get a property from free from, from, for free from a seller that didn't even want to sell. Listen to me. You get a property from somebody for free that did not even want to sell the property because you are able to position a deal that works for both. How did we do that? We got a seller that don't want to sell their piece of land, but they're paying taxes on it. I proposition them with an opportunity where we can be partners on a deal instead of them selling the deal at a price that they don't, they're not comfortable with paying because they didn't want to give me the property for today's price. They wanted to give me the property for the future, for the future price. And you know what? I'm cool with that too. But I'm not coming. I'm not going in my pocket to give you that, right? Just because it's in an up and coming area in Houston. And a lot of people, these sellers ain't dumb. They know, right, that they're in up and coming areas, and they ain't finna just give you no property, even at market value. Right. So, so how do you do a deal with somebody who don't want to sell? And if they are going to sell, they're going to overcharge you for it in a market where prices are decreasing. So we're not making that decision. Right. How do you do that? Well, you partner with that person. So what I did was I created an LLC, made that person a 20 percent owner. I'm an 80 percent owner. Why? Because I'm going to do 80 percent of the financial investment in terms of uh, the loan. Right. And they're going to be 20 percent. Um, in terms of the land, that's what the land value of it is. And whenever we partner those together, we're going to make 100%. And I'm going to use their land, and I'm going to take that land, my 80% stake in their land, and I'm going to take that to the bank. And I'm going to say, bank, look, I got this land free and clear. Okay? I got this land. Give me some money to do the free, the new construction. Give me some money to do the new construction. Because I got this land right here that far as far as the bank is concerned, they don't know that I didn't pay nothing for that land. They have no clue. I know that I paid nothing for that land. Right. I just partnered with a seller. And now I got free and clear land that I can use as collateral. I can use as collateral to the bank to give me loan to do the new construction without having to come out of pocket. Easy play. So, so these are the kind of plays that we want to start setting ourselves up for moving into this, 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 this market that we're going into, because if we not, and we're not keeping ourselves cash healthy, right? Cash healthy, 
then we're not going to be able to compete because guess what else is happening at the same time? The banks are requiring me to have a certain amount of money in cash reserves for them to give me okay. that new construction property. So what they saying to me is, even though they don't require me to necessarily come to closing with a bunch of money, they want to know, know that I got money to be able to make sure that before they even give me the, the loan. And where you get the money to show that you have it? Do you come out of pocket and show that or use lines of credit, credit card? Either or. All of them work. You account. can use lines of credit and you can have the money. I, I got now, both. Now, let me say this. So if you're if you know, hey, I'm about to go get a loan for to bill. You need to know you need to be a smart investor. Put the money in the account 90 days before you go apply. The money has to be seasoned. What season means? It has to be sitting in the account for a certain amount of time. We have to do like we said before. Let's ask the right questions. Let's educate ourselves before we're about to do this deal. Most of them going to say, look, you have to have, uh, what is it, like 20% of the whatever of the bill or 80%, whatever it is. Ask those questions before so you can prepare yourself. So it's just like you get the study guide before you take the test. Facts. Listen, take notes, act, whatever you need, go ask. So whenever you, you're ready, you got everything already done. Are we going to ask them all them questions after they pull our credit? Or we Hell gonna ask them no. Before? You ask them when that idea comes in your head. Hey, I want to build a house. I want to build this. Soon as that idea goes in your head, go to all your lenders and say, look, my credit is about 750. I'm trying to build a $300,000 house. What does that look like for me to get this loan? All you got to ask. And you go to multiple banks. What, how do y'all lend? Do y'all lend 80% of the bill of the appraisal? Do y'all lend off of whatever I'm a bill? Like y'all lend off of the bill, um, the cost of the bill, or y'all lend off the appraisal of the bill? That's two totally different loans. Facts. Totally different loans. Right? And you want to do that for any type of loan that you get. Go do the, go get the study guide before you take the test. A lot of us fail because we think, I got to figure it out. Let me, let me let them pull my credit. And then they ask the question, oh, how much liquidity got? You need 80,000, your ass only got 20. You can't even do it. Now you look stupid to the bank. You telling them, I'm not knowledgeable enough to do this. You look Facts. stupid as hell. And, and here's the thing. Is it possible, oh, that if you ain't got the money personally, you can partner with somebody to get the deal done and got the money? That's what you're going to have to do. If you don't have it, you're going to have to do that. But like we said earlier, if you set yourself up before you're even ready for it, you should be good. And then uh, what you were saying earlier, we bought uh, 20 acres in February, same type of way, same type of way. The house, the, the land was listed on the market, on the MLS. We told them to take it off. 20 acres, bro, no mortgage. <laughs> bro, we paid $2,085 for 20 acres. We had to play the closing cost. that's it. And like you were saying, you go back to the bank, you get a line of credit on the on the land, or we use the land as collateral to start the build process, to start the development, development costs. And we said, look, we have no down payment, no interest, nothing. nothing. No payments, nothing for three years. And a shit ton of equity. 
it's ton of equity. So as soon as we build a first house, we pay them off. 200K for 20 acres. My God. And they got, they got a little bit of trees on it, but most of it's clear already. But at the end of the day, let's just say I don't build anything on it. I can go do a cash out refi and pay them 200 grand. Now I got the land for myself. Or I could subdivide it, get a cash out, refile line of credit on, let's just say, five, six lots, Pam was 200K, and I still got the rest. Free and clear. They got levels, man. You just got to educate yourself. That's the number one thing we want to leave y'all with today is educate yourself. The shit is boring. That's cool. Educate yourself. Are you trying to make money? You got to educate yourself. You're going to always struggle to make money if you don't educate yourself. You always relying on another person, you always gonna lose because you don't know what you're doing. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, you know, what are some of the the parting words you would say, right? So obviously we know, right, that we have to get our financial house in order, right? So that's number one. Um financial house needs to be in order first in this market. Um, you know, O'Neill said earlier, get that credit report, right? You know, you sit down, have those family meetings. This Christmas situation, we may not be able to do everything we were supposed, we was planning on doing this year. Things have changed, right? Not the year for that. <laughs> it ain't the year for that. But here's the thing though. What if, what if we put ourselves in a situation to where we can pick up a couple of assets that'll take care of that full Christmas by next year, right? Plus some. And we can take a couple of trips. We can take a couple of trips off of, off, of, off of invested money that we made returns on, right? You know, all throughout the year because we set ourselves up right. Financial literacy and discipline is going to be key going into this next turn. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, though? I agree with that. We just gotta, uh, like I said earlier, we gotta have accountability. We gotta set ourselves for success. Keep it real with ourselves. Keep it real with our family. But let them know we gotta sacrifice for this season. Set up for the next season. How long you think folks should be really diving in? A oh, matter of fact, I'm gonna just keep. You know, how much are you diving in on preparing yourself to be saving, being intentional saving? I'm pretty sure you already saved, but I'm saying like yeah. really. Get- Intentional about it. How, how long are you thinking about doing that in this market? Probably about probably for the next twelve months. Twelve months. So you going to full twelve? Cause I ain't gonna lie. Before I was like, man, I need some cash flow, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm gonna save a little bread, but I ain't saving. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, saving money is dead money. But at this point, the way that the market is, you gotta save money because you just never know. Facts. You got to have lines of credit. You got to have credit cards because you just never know. And you got to use those credit cards. For people that have been having credit cards for th- two, three years, you're bragging at Christmas saying, I've, I've been having this card two years. I never use it. You better use it before they cancel it because they will cancel that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will cancel that shit. Facts. Facts. And all the people that do have credit cards, uh, you know what y'all should be doing the next 30 to 60 days is pay them down as low as possible. Hopefully, I'm the 10%. Wait 30 days after you pay it, let it let it post, and then ask for credit line increases. Before you ask for credit line increases, ask them, do y'all do hard pulls or soft pulls? If they do hard pulls, it may not be worth it. If they do soft pulls, get as much uh, increases as possible. Your credit score will rise. At the end of the day, we need as much credit as possible. So whenever you do have to spend that money, 
it's not gonna hurt your credit as much because you your credit card um maxes as high as possible. And on the credit report, it puts all your credit cards together. So if you have thirty thousand, let's just say you got three cards at ten thousand each, on your credit report is thirty thousand. So if you spend ten percent of that, it's not as bad, or twenty percent or whatever, not as bad. Definitely uh get as much credit as possible. Real quick before we head out, oh, in terms of Say for instance, we got the hundred thousand in credit, right? What let's say we get a hundred thousand in lines of credit uh tomorrow. What are the type of investments that we need to reserve only? I mean, like like what 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 type of investments only qualify for us to utilize that line of credit, in your opinion? What investments? I would yeah. say um follow the money, see where the money going. Um, do your education on what's the future of your area. If you want to choose real estate, where are the, the players going? Where are the, the targets going? Where are the Whole Foods going? What zip code are they going in? And you need to start buying properties in that area because you got to realize most of these people pull permits a year, two years before they even start the build process. How, how, how long ago y'all knew about that big-ass project they got going on, like Theory Water or whatever it is, that billion-dollar oh, project? Oh, man. That, like been four or five years before it even started? Yeah, before it even started, bro. So you got to do the homework. If you do that, you can always set yourself up for success. But your question was, what kind of businesses should they be putting the lines of credit yeah, in? Like what, what, so if I'm getting ready to take this money out my account to go run a play, what kind yeah. of play that need to be? Short term, long term, quick flip? What What you think? Uh, that need to be a mixture of both. I okay. ain't going to lie to you. Because short term play, you have to pay the credit cards back because you don't want to get hit with the interest. Once you, they hit you with the interest, it's going to be... It's a business card that can hit you with 18 to 22%. You don't want to do that. So you want to do businesses that produce cash flow every 30 days. You also want to do businesses that maybe pay you every three months, big chunks, or pay you every six months, big chunks, or may pay you once or twice a year, big chunks. Reason why you want to have those big chunks to go ahead and pay that card completely off so you can run the play again. You always want to have slow money, medium money, fast money. That's three different tiers. Like when it comes to real estate, fast money is wholesaling. If you got to look at it just like a job. Slow money is a two-week check. Wholesaling. Medium money is just like a, a, a um, like a, uh, damn, I can't think about it. So it's like a medium money is just like a, uh, like if they give you a, what you call them things? Every, every uh, quarter? A quarterly payout? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's medium money. And then forever money is like your rentals. If you do all three, you can always be set up, set up for success. So you always got to think about slow, medium, fast. Slow is going to be your rentals. Medium is going to be Something that pay you every maybe twice a year, and then the forever money is shit that pays you long term like a four one k. So you got your two week check, you got a, your quarterly bonus, and you got your four one k. You could do that in any business, but you got to set it up in the beginning. Absolutely, and that's how you got to think about business. I need three different checks at all times. Set myself for the future. I need to get paid every let's just say quarterly six months, and I need to get paid every month. You set up your business like that, you're good. That's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, I just want to say, man, listen, I appreciate everybody for rocking out with us again. You know, listen, you know, I know that, you know, we've been reporting a lot of, uh, you know, we horror up, news. We, <laughs> some it's the, yeah, man, but it's, it's the reality, man. And anybody trying to sell you on anything different, I just feel like they lying. They gassing you. Like you need to be side eyeing them folk. You know what I'm saying? Because they may not be telling you the truth or they trying to sell you something. We ain't selling you nothing. We no ain't fluff. You, yeah, there's no fluff. It's just reality talk and uh, that's it. You know what I mean? So, 
I just want to, you know, just, just put that out there. But I would say, you know, uh, again, financial house in order, budgeting is going to be key. Um, you know, stacking, stacking as much as you possibly can. Stack up money and, and, and credit. Stacking up money and credit. And and if you haven't checked out that bank ready info that we put out a couple months ago, you need to get them show notes. And I'm telling you, especially for my newer entrepreneurs and especially my old entrepreneurs, you should already be on that. But I'm saying my newer entrepreneurs, we need to be we need to be on that right right now because. That you, if you set yourself up right today, you ain't gonna have to be looking over your shoulders. You understand what I'm saying? And trying to hope and figure if if you got it right and, and got it set up right, you're gonna know that you're good. And that's 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 where we want to be, uh, moving beyond 2024. File them taxes, file them taxes correctly, right? Get all of your government money. Some of y'all probably sitting on government money, don't even know it. You know, and I'm I'm just keeping yeah. it real, just being transparent. I got I got about 150 coming back in government money. I ain't even, you understand what I'm saying? I ain't even tapped in. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna take that government money and I'm you know, I'm I'm gonna stack that government money. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I had employees. So when you got employees like that, you know, uh that government money, you you supposed to get that. And then I got some other grant money coming through as well. Yeah, CPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking CPA talk now. Right. And so these are all of the things that we want to set ourselves up. And then another thing I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, too, before we head up out of here. If you are in position to get you a, a, a heavy transactional business. Right. Even if you partner with somebody. Right. You may not be the main the, the star player. I'm not the star player in my construction business. I'm not the star player. But I am bring benefit. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And the thing is, we want to get into the high transactional business and then we don't want to pay nothing. We don't want to get caught up in them cash out payments and all of those different things, even though that can't be tracked. But we want that to flow in that bank. Yeah, flow yeah. in that bank. Positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need that to flow in the bank because we want to start setting ourselves up to be extremely bank ready. So whenever we start going into these banks and asking them for money, they ain't going to be looking at a side eye. They're going to be trying to give us that money. Yeah, that's how we want to do that. But with that being said, man, anything else you want to add before we head up out of here? Hey, man, make sure y'all go on uh, annualcreditreport.com. Get that credit. Go on uscreditcard.com. Read all about business credit cards, uh, personal credit cards. Read about the benefits. Read about what's needed to actually get the credit cards. You can set yourself for success. Don't be just applying for cards and you have no knowledge of cards. Uh, number one thing is figure out what's coming in your city near you. Uh, I'm talking about new development. Start doing your research so you can actually take advantage of the market that's coming ahead. You do that, you could be you could be playing playing big ball with the big boys because only people that really do business is doing research for two to three years out. Most people that's just getting in real estate has no knowledge of going to the city hall and figuring out future permits or permits that's been getting pulled for future stuff. If you do that, you're going to always set yourself up for success. And um, number one thing, man, is a, it's a new year. So you got to start educating yourself. Do not look at education like a bill. Don't look at it like a headache. Think about uh, education as an investment to yourself and your family and your future. Educate yourself as much as possible. But at the same time, take action on the education. 
don't be educating yourself for six months to a year and never pull the trigger. Yeah. You forgot the shit that you learned in the beginning. Learn education rich, and a- education yeah. rich and action poor. That's see that ain't yeah. great. I mean, you horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you were you worse than a college student. You got five degrees and you working at McDonald's. But <laughs> 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 well, that's it, man. That's all I have to say, man. Educate yourself, take action. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning, and we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Peace. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NOSTINGENERGY to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace.